ESPN Radio, 1,300, 92.5. I think the band, uh, they didn't want to play out the whole song, but uh, we're here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. It's The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. Miss Judy, please take your meds and keep on hustling today. I can tell you from experience, if uh, you've never experienced radio, it's been a crazy morning here at LM Communications and our family of networks here. 859-381-1313. If you'd like to call in and join on the conversation, you can email the show anytime. Bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at BottomlineLex. On today's show, we have a literal cavalcade of stars. First up, Brian Howard of the Stable Duel app will come on and preview the day at Keeneland. Keeneland Day 2, opening day was yesterday. And uh, he can help you win big on the Stable Duel app today. You'll find out later in the show. And our friend Vince Stover makes his triumphant return to the show with his takes on the entire sports world and to gloat over his 4-1 picks in the UFC last week. So he's earned another go-round this week. Of course, the Final Four is today. We'll discuss that. Major League Baseball is also under the way. And the Reds are up to their old tricks. And we'll preview today's game, including a familiar foe for Reds fans that they shouldn't be very happy to see. And, of course, as always, the most profitable segment in Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. All that and much, much more on this week's Saturday edition of Lexington's fastest-growing sports talk radio show. But first, Monty Hall. Who is Monty Hall, you ask? Monty Hall was a TV game show host. If he was still alive today, he'd be 99 years old, but he did live to be 96, just passing away in 2017. But Monty Hall was the typical game show host from back in the day. Smooth talker with the perfectly combed, jet black hair dyed comb over. And he was the best. He was best known for hosting a show called Let's Make a Deal. No, not the show now with Wayne Brady. By the way, I like Wayne Brady a lot on Whose Line Is It Anyway? And don't believe for a moment that Whose Line Is It Anyway? They try to tell you that everything's made up on the spot as they go. No, 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 no. They rehearse and plan everything on that show. I can promise you. I know that for a fact. But I digress. But Wayne Brady, no offense to him, is no Monty Hall when it comes to being a cheesy game show host. And you know Monty Hall just reeked of aqua velva or some cheap cologne when he walked into a room. Something you could smell coming from a mile away. But Monty Hall gave us a lesson that he probably had no idea he was giving at the time. He created something called the Monty Hall problem. That's the name of it. Yes, it's official. If you Google the Monty Hall problem, on you get pages and pages of links, including it has its own Wikipedia page. So you know it's legit. And at the end of Let's Make a Deal, there's something called the big deal of the day. And a contestant gets to choose whether the big deal is behind curtain number one, curtain number two, or curtain number three. So the contestant would always choose a curtain. Let's say he would choose curtain number one. And then Monty Hall would open curtain number two, and it would be a zonk with a donkey behind the curtain or something. And now the only curtains left are curtains number one and curtains number three. But this is when Monty Hall would make an interesting offer to the contestant. He would always tell the contestant, you can now change from your original choice of curtain number one to curtain number three if you like. But invariably, the contestant would always stick to their original choice. And they would say, no, I'm sticking with the curtain number one. The line of thinking was, 
well, my choice got me this far. Why would I want to change now? The old dance with the girl who brung you mentality. But not making a change is a mistake. When you choose curtain number one, when he chose curtain number one, you had a one in three chance of picking the big deal. 33%. Now, they're giving you a chance to change your choice of curtains. In other words, if you switch, you now know for sure you have a one in two chance of getting the big deal. Why is that? Because when you chose curtain number one, you had three curtains to choose from. Now, given the opportunity to choose, after we know that curtain number two was revealed as a zonk, you have two curtains to choose from. Your odds go up from 33% to 50%. So why wouldn't you change? Now you have more information. That's the key. So the play was always to change your choice when given the opportunity after one curtain was revealed. And you had more information. But nobody ever did. Why? A silly loyalty to something or someone that has absolutely no loyalty to you. And that's not the only game show that uses this little trick. Remember Howie Mandel? Deal or no deal? Uh-huh. The one where the supermodels opened the suitcases. You remember that one? Meghan Markle got her start. You remember her, right? You've heard of her. She's in the news a lot these days. She got her start opening those suitcases back in the day. But if the contestant on that show turned down every deal the banker offered and they were only down to two suitcases left, Howie Mandel always offered the contestant the opportunity to change the suitcases at the very end. And the contestant never took the bait. But they should have. Although the audience was like, no, you can't do it. Oh, it's gotten you this far. Why would you change now? The number says, of course you should change. Because you're trying to pick that million-dollar case. Before the game started, you picked one out of 25. You had a 1 in 25 chance. 4%. Now he's giving you a 50% chance. Why wouldn't you take that odds risk or increase? Why didn't they change? Why didn't these contestants switch suitcases right at the very end like they should have? Again, a sense of loyalty to something or someone that has no loyalty to you. Equate that to today's Final Four games. Gonzaga versus UCLA in one game. Baylor versus Houston in the other. Did you have that exact combo of four? Well, if you did, you're probably listening to this show from your yacht in the ocean. But if you listen to our Bracketology Spectacular here on ESPN Radio from before the tournament, you might remember that we had Gonzaga versus Houston in the finals. In fact, our friend John Clay, the Lexington Herald leader, who's on that show with me, thought we were crazy for that one. And he even said, and I quote, when I revealed that Houston and Gonzaga was my choice to make the finals, man, you couldn't be more wrong about that one. When he, when he heard that, that's what he had to say about Houston making the finals, my choice. I'm sorry, John. I'm just trying to make a point here. It's not personal. But we take that Gonzaga versus Houston in the finals as of today. Would we take that today? No, I wouldn't. Wait a minute. Didn't you predict before the tournament that Gonzaga and Houston would be in the finals? Yep, sure did. Then why are you changing now? Why would you not dance with the girl who brung you? Why would you not stick to your guns? Because I have more information now. The world has changed from where it was before the tournament started. So if you ask me who's going to win these games today, no point spreads involved. Yeah, I'd go Gonzaga and Baylor. Why? I have more information now. 
and I have no loyalty to something or someone that has no loyalty to me. So when I was a kid growing up on a farm in Madison County in the middle of nowhere, all I had to do to entertain myself was just watch these stupid game shows from the 70s and 80s. Little did I know at the time that a cheesy, aqua velva-wearing game show host called Monty Hall of Let's Make a Deal would teach me a lesson I'd be using decades later to try to cash tickets out in the desert. And that's the bottom line. ESPN Radio 1,392.5. The bottom line with Brad Taylor presented by Stable Duel. We've got a jam-packed show today, so we're going to go ahead and get to the most profitable segment of Lexington Radio, our Mac Daddy Stogie Picks. Who needs long-term retirement plans when you can have get-rich-quick schemes like here on the bottom line? Here at the Final Four today, we look at these championship odds. Odds win the championship right now. Gonzaga, Gonzaga heavily favored, minus 250. That minus 250 number implies that Gonzaga has a 71.4% chance of winning the championship. Do you believe that? Even if you think they'll win it, 71.4% is a lot of a lot of juice to pay, if you know what I'm saying. The other teams, Baylor plus 225, Houston plus 500, UCLA plus 1600. There's a lot of value on all those, all of them. But do you have the guts to take it, knowing that you're not favored to win? And if you hit it, you'll probably hit a lot of hitting a lottery ticket, especially with UCLA. But I will tell you this: Houston at plus 500, screaming of value. You're going to give me five to one with Houston to win this tournament? Oh, that's good value. But the games today: Gonzaga, a 14 point favorite over UCLA. Total in this one 146. Uh, number one overall seed Gonzaga going for the first undefeated season since 1976. Bobby Knight's Indiana team that year. Of course, Gonzaga has been blowing people out of the water. They have now a record number of games that they won by double digits this year. Nobody's ever done that before. But UCLA, that had to win not four, but five games to get to this point. They're the only remaining team from the Pac-12. Pac-12, 13-2 against the spread this year, if you do not count the Oregon-USC game in which they had to play each other. So UCLA, especially impressive, taking down Alabama, and then Michigan, the number two and one seeds in the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16. So it's tempting not to ride the hot hand of UCLA. We've been on UCLA. You've heard it on this show. We've been on them every single game of this tournament. They've cashed the tickets for us five times. But you look at Gonzaga. When this line came out, it started at 13. Now it's up to 14. Some places it's 14 and a half. Now the total in this game was start at 143 and a half. Already been bet up to 146. They're seeing a lot of value in going the over this game. My initial thought was to play the under, especially with the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. Nothing but unders have been there so far. But so many unders have hit this year that there's really no value in these totals right now. I know it's sacrilege to not have a bet on a Final Four game, so we will take UCLA, getting those 14, 14 and a half, you can find it, mainly because it's against my religion to lay double-digit points in the NCAA tournament. So a slight lead to UCLA in this one, the slow-paced dog themselves. We've been on them every round in the, with the points, and they've covered every time. Ken Pomeroy says Gonzaga by 12. We'll agree with that, and we'll take UCLA plus the 14. But our favorite game of the day, of course, Baylor, five-point favorite, five-and-a-half in some places right now, over Houston, total 135. Saturday's first final game will be uh, the one that I watched the most, one that many people predicted with the notable exception of those who had Illinois in the final four 
and a lot of people had Illinois get a, getting to this point in the tournament. Baylor opened a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Now it's sitting at five. But all the analytics, a lot of them either have this game as a pick or Baylor as a very slight favorite. Ken Pomeroy says Baylor by one. More analytics. Jeff Sagarin, Baylor by two. ESPN BPI says Baylor by one. So in other words, the numbers say Baylor is the better team, but not by very much at all. You're going to give me five in Houston, a team that's in the top ten in the Ken Palm ratings in offense and defense, while a team like Baylor, eh, their defense is a little shaky. Look at their numbers. Eh, that defense not exactly what you'd hope for in a national championship contender. If you've listened to this show, a loyal listener, uh, you remember back in February, we were talking about uh, Baylor and Gonzaga against the field. That looks like a pretty good bet right now, especially since you've gone from having two teams against 355 to now two teams against two teams. Like your chances there. Seems like a decent bet. So we're not loyal to our pick of Gonzaga versus Houston in the finals, like the tournament said before we started. But hey, if you're going to give me Houston in five today, we'll take it. Our Mac Daddy Stogie in this. Take the Cougars. Five slamma jamma. Getting those five, five and a half, maybe if you wait a little while and shop at the right places. We'll take Houston to the points today, our Mac Daddy Stogie. But we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Reds. Yes, we are the voice of the Reds here at 1,392.5. Yes, and they lost as a favorite in the opening game. Of course, today, pivotal game number two of 162 as the Reds and Cardinals get together again. Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals today. Tyler Malley for the Reds. Both these teams would prefer to have these two pitchers pitching the third or fourth games of the season, not the second one. But that's what uh, is happening today. Tyler Malley for the Reds actually pitched decent last year. We're not a big fan of his, and we'll tell you why in just a second. But he did have a 3.59 ERA in nine starts. Again, that was a COVID season. He only got nine starts. In his career with the Reds, Tyler Malley, he started 61 games. In those 61 games, the Reds are 24 and 37. That's not very good at all. In fact, if you'd bet $1 on the Reds every time Tyler Malley started, you'd be down $9.64. That's a negative 15.8% return on investment. And against the Cardinals in his career, it gets even worse. The Reds are 3-8 and eight when Tyler Malley starts against the Cardinals in his career. So nothing in his past indicates you should invest in Tyler Malley and the Reds today. But let's contrast that to Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals, who's been pitching seemingly for decades now, but only since 2005, 325 career starts. The Cardinals in those games, 207 wins, 118 losses, 63.7 win percentage. Just like Malley, if you'd put $1 on the Cardinals every time Wainwright started his career, you'd be up $43.98 return of investment, 13.5%. But one glimmer of hope for the Reds today Wainwright hasn't been that successful against the Reds. 29 career starts. The Cardinals, 15 and 14 in those uh, starts over his career. So you'd actually be losing if you backed Wainwright against the Reds every time. Wainwright's worst record overall is against the Reds. He's had the least amount of success against that team. This game is a toss-up in the desert. Reds a very small favorite as of this morning. But the value again today is on the Cardinals. I've got the much more proven pitcher, the better team, especially if you look overall in the desert, who's got favored to win the division. But we love playing divisional road dogs in Major League Baseball, especially early this season. So far this year, divisional road dogs, 8-4. and four. If you put $1 on all those division dogs, 
You'd be up $7.85 already this year. Yes, it's a small sample size, two days. But we'll take the value in the Cardinals today, mainly because we don't trust Tyler Malley whatsoever. Cardinals today, and look to play them the first five innings in his cam. So to recap, our Mac Daddy Stogies for today, slight lean to the Cardinals over the Reds in Major League Baseball, slight lean to UCLA, getting a ton of points against Gonzaga, and get out the old the old fogey stogie, the Big Mac Daddy, as we love Houston, getting five against Baylor. You can take those bad boys to the desert and smoke them. Coming up after the break, Keelan is in session, and we will talk to our good friend Brian Howard from Stable Duel to see if he has any Mac Daddy stogies himself on today's card. But first, we say it all the time, a friend in need is a friend indeed. But here on the bottom line, yeah, you know it, a friend in need is just a pest. If you have unwanted pests in your home, call IPM Pest and Termite. Our good friend Matt Schaefer is local and the best in the business at ridding your home of these pests because he and his team have been at this for decades now. So get in contact with IPM Pest and Termite today by going to their website, myipm.com. That's IPM Pest and Termite, your neighborhood pest professional, myipm.com. ESPN Radio, 1392.5. The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor. Thank you so much for listening. Bottom Line presented by Stable Duel. And speaking of Stable Duel, our guest today, Brian Howard, our good friend from Stable Duel. Brian, how are you this morning, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Getting ready uh, for a big Keeneland day and... uh... You know, that's always a great thing. Day number two at Keeneland. Did you cash any tickets yesterday? Yeah, we cashed a couple, um, but we had a lot of fun regardless. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's what matters at the end of the day. Although some of us think it's about cashing tickets before having fun. <laughs> but that's okay. It's, it's, if you have fun, it's a good consolation prize. Tell us about Stable Duel, what you guys offer over there. I played uh, the Keeneland card yesterday, had a good time, uh, cashed a few tickets myself. Tell us about Stable Duel, what you guys offer over there. Okay, so we're we're very much like a daily fantasy app for like most people would know daily fantasy football, where you pick a team, you have a salary cap, and you you play others for money. Um, that's what we do, but with horses. So you get on our app, um, download the stable duel app, you enter a stable, you have to select ten horses with uh, a salary cap of fifty thousand. There, the horses' prices are based on the morning line. And then you just watch your points rack up against your friends all day for, you know, big cash prizes. I just saw a dead-air dentist uh, down the hallway this morning. Uh, we were comparing notes about, uh, yeah, I got the best of them this morning. But uh, Dennis, dead-air Dennis and I are going to compete again in the uh, Keeneland card today. Uh, you say, Do you have a, uh, a hot tip for us today? People, uh, as long as Dennis isn't listening, can you give me a hot tip, somebody that you like on the Keeneland card today maybe? Yeah, so there's actually a couple horses I kind of like. I'll give you one that's kind of going to cost you a little bit of money on Stable Duel, but one that's uh, going to be of some value. In the sixth race, the three-horse flown is morning line 12 to 1. I think that's costing you $750 in your salary. Uh, James Graham gets the mount, a horse on the grass. Um, in a race, I just don't love the favorite. He'll be flying at the end with him, and if there's anybody that knows their way around that turf course, it's James Graham. And I like I don't think he'll go off 12 to 1, but, you know, in Stable Duel, that's the beauty of it. You're going to lock it in at 12 to 1. So I like that one. And then in the Bluegrass Stakes, you know, essential quality is going to be really tough to beat. But if, you know, if I'm playing Stable Duel, I can't pick a horse that's 3 to 5. It's just going to cost me too much money. So I'm looking for highly motivated to try to get out to the front with Javi Castellano. The race doesn't have a lot of pace in it. 
So I could see Castellano saying, you know what, we're going to try to get to the front. And uh, as we all know, Keeneland favors the, the front runners. So I think he puts the field to sleep today and doesn't let essential quality catch him. That's Brian Howard from Stable Duel, ladies and gentlemen. He's giving you information, actionable information, that's going to cash you some tickets, whether it's on Stable Duel or if you're even at the track today. Uh, where are you guys going to be today, Brian? Um, actually, we'll be live over at uh, Mirror Twin Brewing on National Avenue. Uh, having a big event today. We'll have a TV set up to watch the races. Uh, we'll have some things to give away, and I'll be there along with a lot of the crew uh, to you know help you download the app and, and get in, in the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the hot tips today. That's uh, number three in the sixth race. And then in the stakes, uh, the stakes today is highly, uh, what was it, highly questionable? Highly, was, Hi- highly motivated. Highly motivated. And that's what we are to cash tickets here at the bottom line with Brad Taylor. Highly motivated. Brian Howard, thank you for stopping in with us today. Hey, can we get you on again maybe tomorrow? Get us some more uh, hot tips for the Keeneland meet. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no racing tomorrow, but, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Easter. You. That's right. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it again next Saturday. But in the meantime, uh, may the winners be yours, my friend. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Anytime, buddy. That's Brian Howard of Stable Duel. And uh, make sure to check out their app, StableDuel.com is where you can look at it online. But make sure to download their app. Coming up after the break, our good friend Vince Stover of the Sports Stove Podcast. He will join us uh, to gloat over his MMA picks from last week. Yeah, he's four out of five. He thinks he's, uh, you know, recreated uh, the world. So, yeah, we'll give him his chance to gloat. But first, I am third. They run the best camps in Central Kentucky. They're very, you know, they have, they put God first over there, and that's what they uh, talk about. God first, and I am third. Everybody else in this uh, vicinity, everybody else in the uh, central Kentucky area always talks about how great their camps are. They offer everything from basketball to equine, soccer, you name it, they have the camps over there. Our good friend Jeremy Hobbs, I was over there a few weeks ago. They are just running over with the enthusiasm and stuff that they do for the kids in this community. Can't get any better in this community. I am third. Check them out at imthird.org. ESPN Radio, 1300, 92.5. We're having a little bit of issues with our commercials playing right now. So, uh, yeah, we're, we are aware of what's going on. So, yeah, we're trying to get this fixed. But thanks for sticking with us through that basically silent commercial break. Our next guest here on a very hectic day here at ESPN Radio, to say the least. He is the man who picked all the MMA fights last week, four out of five, and he's here to gloat. And he's here to brag, as he always does, because we, when we think of Vince Stover, we think of a man who does nothing but brag. He's our good friend, <laughs> Vince Stover, from the Sports Stove Podcast. How you doing, my friend? I was doing good until that introduction. Well, I, that might have been a little bit of a cheap shot, and I apologize, <laughs> kind of, sort of, for that one. I don't know. Hey, the final four today. You had all four of these in your uh, bracket, right? You had a UCLA winning five games to get into this point, right? Of course I did. Of course uh, you did, yes. <laughs> no, I did I had him in the Elite Eight, but not the Final Four. Did you really? No, I know you're yeah. lying. You're lying to me again, Vince Dover. No, I'll send you a screenshot. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm gonna, you Make sure you write it down this morning, because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, of course, if you listen to the bottom line Bracketology Spectacular, you'd have a perfect uh, final game all set up. We know, you know, because it's documented. We have the Gonzaga versus Houston game. Your thoughts on the game today. Are we going – is anyone going to take down Gonzaga in this tournament? I don't think so. I think they uh... – Man, they're so solid with their shooting, with their defense, their bigs, their smalls. Uh, I mean, they're the complete team right now. 
And I think uh, we'll go ahead and put them in line with the, the uh, Indiana team as perfection. So if I said, okay, minus 250, uh, you'd have to lay 20, you'd have to lay uh, $25 to win 10. Let's just put it like that. Uh, would you do that if you were just so inclined? I know that's not your thing, but if you were so inclined, Vince Dover, <laughs> would you do such a thing? Uh, I, I would look for value, and that's not value. So, no, I probably wouldn't. But uh, but I still would pick them to win. Yeah. Houston at five to one, man. I, I just I love that. You'd plus plus five hundred with that one. That's that's a good one for me, but that's you know, neither here nor there. Uh so the other game today, you're obviously taking Gonzaga. Would you lay those fourteen points today against UCLA? Man, I I was thinking about that. I don't I don't know that I would. Um that's a big spread. I just yep. think Gonzaga is, is locked in and and everything is set up for them just to come in and dominate. Makes leave nothing nothing for question. So you're going to lay those points today, Gonzaga? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I'll take Gonzaga. And oh no, 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 yeah. no! Give me the give me the slow paced dog. I'll take UCLA in those points. What about the other game? So you're taking Gonzaga to win, but to, and to cover. Let's say uh, Baylor, Houston. Baylor a five point favorite. Your thoughts on that game? Well, to win my office pool, I need Houston to win. So, <laughs> so I'm unbiased in this pick. <laughs> of course you are. Yes. Oh, so you copied my picks. Oh, I see how you do it, Vince Stover. I see what well, you're doing. That's, and that's what wise people do, right? Well, of course. So why do you think we have this show in the first place? So that people can, uh, we can all share. We're the Robin Hood of sports gambling here on the bottom line. We take from the rich and give to the poor. That's what we're trying to do. Take from the books and give to the betters. So you're going to take Houston in the points. So you've got, uh, do you think they're going to win straight up? You've got a Gonzaga and Houston in the finals, just like me. You could think Gonzaga's going to win that one, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think Gonzaga. This is the you know well, that'll give us a whole month to talk about should they be in in, in you know with an asterisk next to them or not. It'll get plenty of sports talk uh, content moving forward after the the tournament's done. Speaking of uh, college basketball sports talk, your thoughts on some of these coaching changes? Mike Woodson now at Indiana, Roy Williams done at North Carolina. Did any of these kind of strike your fancy as they, things that kind of? Uh, surprised you. You looked at uh, Porter Moser now at Oklahoma. Anything kind of uh, strike your fancy there? The biggest surprise is Bill Self getting a lifetime extension in the mm-hmm. middle of an FBI investigation. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest surprise. He should be the one retiring, not Roy Williams. Isn't that great? And if you looked at his contract closely, it says he could not get punished financially for anything that happens if that uh, investigation proves anything. That's the greatest yeah, con- I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it just proves that the the whole university was in on it, <laughs> not not just yeah, the basketball program. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Well, I mean, that, between he and Calipari, these lifetime contracts, you know, why? What reason do they have to? You know, they're going to get paid no matter what now. So Bill Self, yeah. I mean, he's he can they can find him guilty of everything. And I mean, what's what are they going to do to him? You know, he's still going to be coaching next year. He, this time next year, we're still going to talk about him being in the tournament first round game. Yeah, it's in. But, you know, everybody's got to hustle. I think the uh, the North Carolina one really, really kind of shocks me. I didn't think he was leaving, but he made a great point. He won the national championship 2017, four years ago. And in those four years, he feels like the game has completely passed him by. That's Roy Williams. Did you see that through the last couple of years? Yeah, I don't think North Carolina has been as respectable in college basketball in recent years, um, even with winning the champion just championship just four years ago it is still i don't think north carolina has that same 
uh, weight to it um, as even Duke, Kentucky um, have. And they've kind of lost their luster to some degree. You know, with North Carolina, even when they were winning in the last few years or so, they didn't really they didn't have the one and duns. They were still, no. you know, kind of getting second, third, fourth year players at some spots, and that's how they were winning. And we were talking about in 2019 how there was only one freshman out of the 20 starting players in the Final Four, and two years ago, the last Final Four before this one, it's still a game about experience. And now you look at even Calipari, Kentucky. What's he going to do this year? He's going to get go out and get all these graduate transfers. Do you think now, you know, the game is changing? Do you think that's the kind of something we're looking for going forward, especially from the Blue Bloods, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, going out and getting these maybe non-Power 5 seniors as grad transfers? Yeah, I mean, at this point, you got to figure out what how you can win in college basketball. And we're seeing, you know, continued success from the upperclassmen, teams that have been together for a while. And you have the, the one-and-done success here and there that pops in and out. But overall, looking for these transfers and the way the transfer portal works now, um, you know, it's just it's easier. It's free agency every single year. You can go get guys that have experienced, guys that um, have won, um, all those sorts of things. And you can see what they are at the college level before you get them on your team. <laughs> so that definitely is the way that, the, that it's going and it's leaning towards. And I think we're leading to a faster change to the one-and-done rule also um, just because of all the, all the movement that's taking place every year. ESPN Radio 1,392.5. Bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Our friend Vince Stover is joining us, who uh, just now proclaimed Gonzaga over Houston for the national championship. I don't know where he got that, but uh, we trust his information very much. <laughs> Let's move over to Major League Baseball. How about your beloved Cincinnati Reds? Here we are, the voice of the Reds here at ESPN Radio. Uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, New boss, same as the old boss, as Luis Castillo, got rocked. 81 and a half wins out in the desert for the Reds before the season started. Uh, would you go over or under that total now, knowing we've what we know after one game, it's over? Uh, I mean, I was going over before the first, or under, excuse me, before the first game, and I'll stick with that under. I mean, they just, it, I mean, listen, the Cardinals are the best team in the division, I think, and it is just one game, but it's just a sign of what's to come. For, for this Reds team all year long. Um, their best pitcher is going to get rocked at times, and that's not good news considering the pitchers behind them really aren't that good. Um, and then can the offense put up some runs? You know, uh, Winker had a, had a decent game, but uh, and Castellanos had a decent game. But other than that, there was nobody there helping out the Reds' offense either. Yeah, Winker runs with a piano on his back, though. I mean, he's leading. Yeah. He's leading. He might be the slowest man in. Ba- he's one of the slowest men in baseball. I'm here to tell you, it, all that garb he wears when he's batting, it doesn't help him any either. But him is your leadoff hitter. That that speaks volumes to me. How can this guy be leading off? And then, like you said, when your ace gets rocked the first game, and now you've got Tyler Malley, your number two starter going into the season. Eh, that's not a very good sign whatsoever. <laughs> I think that, you know, the Cardinals, Adam Wainwright's, you know, he's been pitching since the Reagan administration. I guarantee you, I, I mean, I don't guarantee it, but I, there's a lot of value. How can the Reds be favored today in that game? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how, other than when they're playing the Pirates, they can be favored. Um, there's just there's there's just not enough. It's not a complete team. It's, you know, they've got some power hitters. Um, then that's all they hit for is power. They don't even hit for average. And then you've got a, a weak pitching staff all the way around. And 
Um, I mean, again, St. Louis, I think they're the best team in the division, and they've got a, a good offensive lineup. They've got a decent pitching rotation. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, you know, maybe there's value there, but outside of that, I'm not sure. Yeah, we're all looking for value. I and It's crazy. Uh, behind the curtains, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Stover is a huge Milwaukee Brewers fan for some unknown reason. I guess it's Bob Euchre. I don't know what it is. But, yeah, we think the Brewers are going to win that division. Well, I mean, you give me three to one on that because uh, the Cardinals were even money to win that division. I'll take the Brewers in that great bullpen. Heck, they uh, somehow they got it uh, done the other day with Josh Hader. Uh, yeah, that bullpen. We'll take the Brewers and just to uh, you know stick it to you, Vince Stover, your own team. <laughs> I'm going to win with your team against you. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Well, the Brewers are the value pick. There's no doubt about that. Um, and they, they have potential, but I just, to me, the Cardinals, uh, they have a better rotation and I think they have a better offense. Uh, of course, the Brewers put up six in an extra inning, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for that. I'm all for the Brewers winning uh, for sure. Biggest over under out in the desert before the season was the Dodgers, 103 and a half. You don't see numbers like that. You don't see numbers over a hundred very often. Last time you saw it, was uh, over 20 years ago. But the Dodgers won last night. They're 1-1 one and one now. And your boy uh, Trevor Bauer struck out Tim to gave up four home runs. That was good to see. Uh, the Dodgers, would you think if you were sitting in the National League right now, well, not say the West, just the National League, Dodgers against the field, would you take the Dodgers? Probably so. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think there are a couple teams that can compete out there. I think you got in the East. You've got a couple teams, depending on how pitching goes, you know, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Washington, New York, all four of those teams should be pretty good. And then San Diego in the West as well should be able to push them. I would take the under on the win total, but I think if I was doing Dodgers or the field, I'd probably go ahead and go with the Dodgers. They had to move that line up. So many people were taking the Dodgers to go over that 100. Because it started 122, 102 and a half. And they had to eventually get that up to 103 and a half because so many people were going over, whether that's because the desert's so close to L.A. or just everybody looks at that roster and is like, how will this team ever lose? Yeah, it's it's everybody's on the Dodgers, which makes me wonder, yeah, who else can I look at? Because if everybody's on the Dodgers, somebody else has to have some value. The Padres? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But in the American League, my beloved Houston Astros, I'm wearing an Astros hat today. Why? Because they love to cheat, and we love teams that cheat here on the bottom line. <laughs> do you see anybody from the American League maybe challenging if they got to the World Series, and who do you think makes the World Series from the American League? Well, a healthy Yankees rotation is going to be tough, but they've got to get healthy first, and they're not healthy right now. So if they get healthy, they're going to be really tough. Um, I don't think the Astros have enough. As a matter of fact, I had them under on their win total. Um, they look good in the first two games, though. And, I, you know, I, to me, there's just no way that's going to really challenge the Dodgers unless the Yankees are healthy. Outside of that, you just have teams that are good but not deep enough, I think, in a, in a series to, to take out uh, the Dodgers. I know you're a big NFL guy. Uh, this whole Deshaun Watson thing, why is, yeah. it, why is it more people talking about this and how can he actually expect to play 16 games this year? I just I don't see it. There's too much. There's too much out there. Yeah, you know, it was it's a weird situation because for the long time everybody was on Deshaun Watson's side because of with the tech updates and him out and all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden these reports come out, and now everyone's kind of conflicted because they feel like 
They like Deshaun Watson. They like how he plays. They like his talent. But now they're sitting there looking at, at all the, the stuff that's being, that he's being accused of. And if it turns out to be true, you know, he's not going to have very many fans left. And you would think that he's going to be itching to get back to the field now just to get away from the outside stuff. I think at some point you're going to be looking at a suspension. Um, you know, maybe he played. Maybe he doesn't play at all this season, honestly. With the way things are going, he was already looking at holding out. Um, no one's going to be trading for him at the moment unless all of a sudden it's a really sweet deal <laughs> and, and can, can get him for like a third-round draft pick, but that's not happening. Um, I, I'm not sure that Deshaun Watson plays this year. I don't think he can play. I know he's not going to play 16 games. I mean, something's going to happen. But you know, it's yeah. but it throws a monkey wrench into this draft because if Houston wants to trade him, well, now his value is as low as it's ever going to be with all this stuff going on. So you look at all these quarterbacks in the first round. We kind of know Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. But these other guys, we saw San Francisco move up to number three. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, all these other quarterbacks now. Your thoughts on the NFL draft, this Trey Lance kid from North, North Dakota State, what do we make of him? The NFL draft, these quarterbacks, what do you foresee happening? Is it a big deal or are we just making a whole lot out of nothing? Well, it is a big deal. I mean, Zach Wilson's going number two. So you got the first two spots you think so? locked in. You think he's going uh, to? Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone is saying it. all the professionals, everything the Jets are doing points that way. That's that's where it's leading towards. So it gets interesting at number three with San Francisco because you're hearing Mac Jones left and right there, but I don't see how in the world you take Mac Jones number three in the draft. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, you know, I'm going to be breaking this down on the Sports Stove podcast over the next several weeks. Um, we're going we're going through the NFL draft and everything, and I, so I'm I'm in the process of, of reading and studying and preparing for those episodes. Um, but number three to me is well, the really the top five picks are intriguing because not only do you have these quarterbacks, you have these skill position players like Jamar Chase from LSU, the receiver, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. I mean, they're saying the top eight picks might be either quarterbacks or receivers. And, I mean, that that would be nuts when you're talking about top offensive linemen, top pass rushers, top cornerbacks, not even going until pick nine would be would be crazy. I, it's going to be a really, really interesting draft this year, but I think the intrigue starts at number three as opposed to the one and two. The thing about Kyle Pitts, and I saw him last year. He was, you know, a man among boys. I saw him just light up Kentucky in that game. When's the last time you saw, A, a tight end drafted in the top 10, and B, a first-round tight end that actually lived up to the billing? I mean, it's I, I can't remember a tight end that actually was worthy of a first half of the first-round pick. I don't know if you can. Maybe I'm missing one. No, I, I'm trying to remember. Um, definitely not living up to the billing, for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's inter- interesting because his measurables line up with Calvin Johnson. And when you add the blocking ability that he has to Calvin Johnson type measurements, it's obviously really interesting. Uh, uh, you know, it's a matchup issue. Uh, whereas, you know, corners are a little too small for him, but he can separate from the safeties and linebackers. Whereas guys like maybe uh, Zach Ertz, for instance, he's a great pass catcher, but he doesn't have the ability to separate from, from a defender. Whereas Pitts can do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd have a hard time taking him in the top five, but everybody's saying he's either going to Atlanta or Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it plays out in in favor of the team or or just a nice uh, story for a couple weeks. The thing about these quarterbacks in the draft, you know, the names are all the same. 
I don't understand why people aren't including Kyle Trask in this because, I mean, his numbers were just as comparable and besides Trevor Lawrence. His numbers were just up there and Mac Jones this year. But, I mean, his numbers were just as good if you look at it. And, you know, I just I just – I would rather pick him in the second round than any of these other guys besides Lawrence in the first. Because I, th- yeah, I don't think you'll have the expectations, and I think he'll kind of live up to that. That's just me. That's just something I'm looking at down the road. Yeah, I think I think teams like Pittsburgh and Chicago would be in play for him. Um, you know, guys that that don't necessarily have to have him right away, but uh, will need him rather soon. <laughs> um, you know, that's a great. You're right, great value pick uh, there with a quarterback that has proven talent and uh, get him in and give an opportunity with really no pressure to have him start his rookie season and maybe even and then be able to jump in and be the future of the team. ESPN Radio 1392.5, the bottom line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. We're on here with our good friend Vince Stover, and yes, Vince Stover, it is that time. You gave us four out of five UFC winners last week. Uh, I don't know what's going on this week. They don't have a UFC every week, but I know there's some MMA fights going on somewhere. So now is your time to brag and to gloat and to give us your MMA picks this week. I know people are sitting with their pens and pads just waiting breathlessly for your picks. <laughs> Go to it, Vince Stover. Well, I, there are there is no UFC fights this weekend. They're taking the week off for Easter, uh, so we push back to the next weekend on that. But a lot of great stuff has happened in the UFC world this week. Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier got their contract signed, so they're fighting July the 10th. Uh, Patricio uh, Pitbull won in Bellator this weekend. A lot of stuff happened there. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter announced the coaches with Volkanovski and Ortega. So this week is really just to sit back and enjoy what we've had so far this year with UFC and what's ahead because here every weekend moving forward, we're going to have some great fights coming up and uh, worth the time to put in to watch the fights coming up, even though you don't like to watch the fights. It's not that I don't like to watch the fights. It's just, I, you know, I haven't been invested in them my whole life. You know what? I mean, because if I watch these baseball games or these basketball games, I've been watching these games and picking these games my whole life. So I kind of know what to expect of these fights. I mean, I just can't do it. And I'm trying to cash tickets. I'm not in it for entertainment. I'm in it. This is a, this is a business proposition, Vince Dover. I don't need to have fun. I just need to cash tickets. That's where we differ. Here. You're the coach Cal of, of betting. You uh, refuse to change oh, as the times change, and you're missing <laughs> oh, out God. on opportunities. Don't ever make that. <laughs> that's, you to <laughs> that's the that's the worst insult you've given me, Vince Stover, and you've given me a lot over the years. Make sure to check out his podcast. It's the Sports Stove Podcast. He talks local sports. He talks national sports. He talks MMA. They're all in different podcasts. So he covers all the bases on his show. Tell us where we can find you on uh, social media and all that stuff, Vince Stover. Uh, Twitter at Sports Stove is the best place to follow. We post all the important information uh, there. And then, of course, the podcast can be found on pretty much any podcast platform, also on YouTube, Sports Stove Pod. Um, and like I said, we're diving into the NFL draft here uh, the month of April. Looking forward to all that conversation. Vince, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, of course, next week we have to take Easter off, you know. And uh, But next yeah. week, the, may the winners be yours next week in the UFC. Buddy. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, buddy. That's Vince Stover from the Sports Stove Podcast. He's a good guy, and he's uh, very talented at his job, so make sure to check out his, uh, his podcast, the Sports Stove Podcast. Coming up after the break, we'll get you ready for the day on ESPN Radio, uh, and that's coming up right after the break right here, ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. ESPN Radio 1300, 92.5. 
an absolutely insane day here at uh, ESPN Radio. The studio's here. All kinds of chaos and anarchy. Usually we like that in the sports world, uh, but not here in the studios. So, yeah, we're just trying to uh, get by. We finally got the commercials back on the air. So uh, we had a little power outage this morning. Screwed everything up. That's why we didn't have commercials for a while uh, during the morning. But, hey, everything is fine and dandy now, right as soon as my show's about to end. So thank you for joining us here on The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. This afternoon, here on ESPN Radio, it's the Final Four. Pre-game show starts at 3.30. Game starts at 4.30. Looking forward to those. We got uh, both underdogs today against the point spread, especially those Houston Cougars. You're going to give us five, maybe wait five and a half at game time. Take five slam and jamma. Keem Lajuane walking through that door. We still like him, though. Tomorrow on ESPN Radio, get your early tea time with Backspin Golf, Matthew Lawrence, 8 o'clock. It's Masters Week, so I'm sure he's got a lot to say about that. Then, of course, us, the bottom line at 9, and uh, the Angelo Show, 10 o'clock. So lock us in and rip off the knobs for all your Final Four and Reds needs this weekend. Thank you for listening to The Bottom Line with Brad Taylor, presented by Stable Duel. Remember, you can email us anytime, bottomlinelex at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Lex. And until the next time, as always, by the way, thank you to our guests, uh, Vince Stover and Brian Howard. And next time, until the next time, as always, especially today with the Final Four, may the winners be yours.